welcome back to our Milosote, where your hosts for today, Kelly and Maddie. Sit back, relax, pour a cup of Milo and join us in our discussion today. Last month, we briefly introduced ourselves and we uh, used some tools to help us learn about our personalities and love languages and how these tools can help us define and explore who we are. Last month, May, was a Mental Health Awareness Month so naturally, this month's theme, we've decided to uh, go towards Mental Health Awareness Month. So we will be sharing uh, what we observed and our personal experiences to piece together what mental health is and how it is being portrayed in our daily life. Um, so just before we begin, a little disclaimer. The content we discuss in this episode is purely based on what we have researched, uh, experienced and uh, heard from other people. Uh, this doesn't mean that we are professional physicians, psychologists or psychiatrists. So mm -hmm. if help is needed, whether for yourself or your loved ones, please reach out to professionals. By all means, you can reach out to us and we will try our best to redirect you to professional resources too. Uh, let's try to define what mental health is because um, mm. I, uh, I think you would agree to mental health may take up uh, different definitions in different cultures. Right. Um, so Maddie, how do you understand the term mental health and what's your take on its definition? So I feel like actually mental health is a very new term to me. I only came across it since I started university. And I feel like mental health is basically just how well you're doing emotionally and mentally. So you know how like if we talk about physical health, then we're talking about if you have any like diseases like flu, um, coughing, if you're having fever and all that. And then when you have all those illnesses, then you might feel weak, you might feel unwell. And I think it's the same thing for mental health. So you might feel a bit down, a bit sad and that's when you know that your emotional well-being is not at the top-notch level. For mm. me, um, I think when I was younger, um, you don't really know what's mental health, but you hear that, you know, oh, this person is crazy, or oh, this person oh. uh, is mentally ill, so they need to yeah. go to, uh, you know, Tanjung Rambutan and Hospital Bahagia is like famous in Malaysia for, we just, we just say these people are crazy, you know, mm -hmm. we, we don't really understand that, you know, uh, mental health, like what you described is also a part of uh, just like our physical health, right? Right. So um, it's as I started um, uh, in college and I started uh, hearing more about, oh, there's this thing called depression, there's this thing called anxiety and started exploring on it. Then I understood that uh, for me, mental health is similar to what you're talking about, uh, which is, um, is our uh, emotional, our mental well-being, basically. Right, it's, right. it's how um, uh, it can, in a way, mean how we feel, um, mm. any changes I, in our behavior too, right, uh, right. or how we think, right? Yep. And I also mm -hmm. wanted to point out, like, because both you and I've said that um, mm -hmm. we only really get to know about mental health when we started, like, college, start university. 
So mm-hmm. it, it's really saying something here is that mm-hmm. a lot of us, we are not exposed to what mental health is and mm-hmm. what it means to individuals when we are young. So even mm-hmm. though we might experience some sort of like mental health illnesses when mm-hmm. we're young, we wouldn't know what it is. So um, I think like what you said, right, about, you know, when we are young for us, like, I mean, there's definitely times that we've, we've been down when we are young, you know, maybe right, right. we, yeah, like, you know, we were the sort of kids that threw tantrum or we were just like oh. um, a very quiet kid who doesn't, uh, who have a hard time trying to fit in with people. Correct. And um, I actually liked the movie Inside Out. Oh, I yes. think yeah, I think that really showed um, you know, kids experience this too. It's uh, yeah. it 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 just talked about mental health, right? But yep. Yep. yeah, it was a good way to expose uh, young people towards this. So I think that was uh, something we didn't have uh, we didn't have exposure to exposure, when we were younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's very interesting that. We, like we say that most of us don't have exposure to like mental health since young but for me mm. personally like I have a quite close relative which is my aunt my, from my mom's side mm. um, she actually um, she's not uh, mentally healthy like she's mm-hmm. been experiencing bipolar disorder like mm. ever since as young as I could remember but mm-hmm. it's very it's very ironic that nobody in like our family talks about it as if it as if it's like a mental health thing like mm-hmm. the way the way since young I was like I was told about my my aunt is that she's she's just sick and whenever I ask them like why why is she sick like what do you mean mm. why she's sick because she looks she looks healthy to me but sometimes she just right. have to like isolate herself and my right. mom would just say that um she she's just uh she just doesn't like to She's just sick, lah. Like she, 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 they, like the adults don't really know how to explain. To explain, what, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what mentally ill is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And They're... yeah, and, and it's really and as I grew up and I started understanding that oh she's actually mentally ill yeah. and it's uh-huh. very yeah and I, and I can, we can see that it's quite a taboo topic mm. to our like the the older generations in our country especially. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're trying to to coin mental illness with physical the definition of physical illnesses. Yeah, they, they might think they might be afraid mm. that I, I like kids might think that my aunt is like a bit crazy. Crazy. Or, like, mm. Yeah. That kind of taboo thinking. Mm, which yeah. is yeah. So it's just easier to, you know, say that she's ill with something that we cannot explain, you know, yeah. rather than trying to tell what is she what she's actually ill with la. Mm, mm. That's also mm. true. I think for us, the first step to defeat all these taboo is to properly define what mental health is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so according to World Health Organization, mental health is basically a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities and can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. And of course, this is just a definition from WHO. Um, different um, 
health ministries and different government bodies or regulations might have their own definition as well. We also, in this podcast, we also wanted to point out that mental health is not the same as mental illness. Mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or any combination of these. While mental health is your overall state of your mental well-being. Um, to explain it better or to put in simpler terms, so everyone has mental health just like we all have health, like physical health, but not mm-hmm. everyone has mental illnesses. So like, for example, with our physical health, everyone could be healthy, but some of us might have a cold. Then uh-huh. cold is equivalent to mental illness. Mm-hmm. And then our physical health is equivalent to mental health like that. Lah. So um, I think if we explore on um, different types of um, mental illnesses, I think some of the very common ones would be like um, depression, anxiety, um, uh, bipolar disorder, like uh, Amanda mentioned just now. Mm-hmm. Um, even like um, um, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is also mm. a form of mental illness, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, because it's affecting how productive you can be or um, mm-hmm. if you can work well mm-hmm. in your in your current state. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of, um, so I've been reading this uh, book on mm. uh, why you're depressed and how to find hope. So I'm still uh, in the early stage of the book, but uh, the book's name is actually Lost Connections by Johan Ooh. Hari. So uh-huh. it actually discusses about, uh, they come up with eight to nine causes of uh, why you are depressed and how right, right. You, you can, um, you know, get yourself out of it. Mm, mm. So, um, so the ones that I have read so far, one of it is basically like um, trauma and also uh, this uh, being disassociated from disconnected basically from, from the society uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so um uh, for example right from uh, the research that they've done um, mm-hmm. they noticed that most of the time people who come to them um, who you know start experiencing some sort of um, uh, depression or right. uh, um, anxiety all these things uh, they usually have a trauma associated with it like for example they just lost a loved one so mm. uh, that would be about the time where it gets triggered you know uh, because like right, right. what you said you know we we being sad about not getting something you want is different from being uh, sad about having experienced something impactful in your life right mm-hmm. and you take you take the time to heal from it to process right. it because this sort of episodes where you know you are depressed and you cannot right. you cannot right. just move on with your life as if nothing right. happened right. yeah you right. cannot go back to to where you were before like where you were living like normally and all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree so um, some of the other causes of uh, mental illness are some things that can, uh, I guess, push the button to that would be trauma such as like um, physical abuse or sexual assault, um, uh, some chronic medical illnesses, 
if for example physically you are sick mm -hmm. uh, then that can affect your mental health too correct, correct. um so uh also like um lack of social interactions like you know you're in a new place and you're just like struggling to make friends uh, so you feel isolated that can affect this too or um even like family medical history like um amanda mentioned about her aunt, her aunt who yeah. has yeah and uh, i have similar story to like my uh my father's side uh, mm -hmm. his his dad was mentally ill and mm -hmm. uh, now most of his siblings are diagnosed with uh, depression or bipolar disorder mm -hmm. or some sort of um 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 mental health issue and they are like some of them are on medication and right. and couple of them they find other ways to cope with it so this is something like a family medical history right so mm. um when we were younger we didn't know about this you know you're just like you know when you see your aunt just like suddenly out of nowhere just like you know throwing tantrum and screaming at each other and then uh just uh, after some time or after uh, a few days she's normal like nothing even happened so for you you're just like this is how adults are you know you just think that you know there are some triggers or something but then at this age then we found out that she actually had bipolar disorder and you know but we didn't understand all that so now that we know our family medical history we uh we we have this worry that you know what if we uh we are prone to it also mm -hmm. so that is why like you know i try to make sure that i seek help if i'm not feeling normal but that's good to have that sort of like awareness or mm. awareness in mind so you can actually prevent or not to say prevent but at least you're ready for it you know mm. you wouldn't start questioning if something is wrong with you or anything you would just take it in and then digest it and then really take your time um, to heal yourself or look mm -hmm. for help so I think mm -hmm. that's really important too because sometimes especially with like the older generations I feel like some of them um, they don't have a really good understanding of what medical illness is so even mm -hmm. if if they have it they wouldn't really realize it you know and then mm -hmm. the older we are better at controlling ourselves especially when we are with people um, we kind of know uh, what kind of person we need to portray to others mm -hmm. all these illnesses might be hidden behind the facet that we try to put up you know especially mm -hmm. with ourselves. and then so then when these illnesses are being um, passed on in the mm -hmm. to the younger generation then we would start to realize something is not right with me and then we mm. would start to look into it and then with this day and age and technology being so advanced we found out that it's called a mental illness and then when we try to bring it up to the older generation they would think that you know you're, you're just being weird you know you're not <laughs> safe from anything you know like mm. they will tell you yeah i was like that too and look i'm normal now you know <laughs> and mm. so then then you would start to doubt yourself again. Am I normal mm. or am I just being weird? So it goes yeah. back into that like vicious cycle of trying to figure out what is wrong with you. Um, mm. But honestly, fear not. It might just be in your uh, family history. 
mm-hmm. and mental illness again is just an illness it can be treated mm-hmm. as long mm-hmm. as you give it enough time I remember like going to a counseling session for, mm-hmm. uh, at uni and then mm-hmm. I was I was telling her about how I'm feeling and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. and then after everything then I told her that I don't feel like I sh- I feel like I shouldn't be feeling this way because mm. I know people who have it worse than me. I know some friends yep. who are struggling even more mm-hmm. than me because mm-hmm. I feel like what I'm struggling right now is just me overthinking. And then mm-hmm. she started telling me, yeah, and she started telling me that that's it. That like we shouldn't be comparing our emotions with other people because different people mm-hmm. like feel differently. Like mm-hmm. what we are struggling right now, some people do not have the capacity to like. Um, process it that's why mm-hmm. we are feeling it so much even though like to others it might seem like oh it's just it's just like that mm-hmm. why are you why are you making such a big fuss of, out of it but everyone's right. everyone's brain process things differently and has different different mm-hmm. capacity to to process it yeah so I feel like mm-hmm. we all should learn to to accept how we are feeling even mm-hmm. like negatively yeah we shouldn't we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others like oh this person has it worse. What I shouldn't right. I shouldn't be feeling so sad about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I I'm actually quite privileged. Like no, we should we should mm-hmm. just process. We should learn about emotions and think mm-hmm. and like reflect on ourselves. And that's that's I think that's a way where we can work on ourselves or like mm-hmm. understand understand ourselves better. Mm-hmm. Um, like what you said, right? That self doubt mm. that comes when you know you are like kind of like in a way dismissed off about how you feel. So right, right. I guess I guess this is like sort of the reason why we try to um, raise this awareness because I mean I've experienced this before too. I mean there is a cause to why you fall sick, right? Uh, correct, physically correct. too. So there is a cause to because uh, mm. I think it took me some time to um, um, get to what Amanda is uh, saying now. Like you know I used to think like that also too. Like you know, or people have it worse, we shouldn't be, you know, we should be grateful, we should look at the positive thing, positive right, yeah. parts. Uh, right. but it's actually, actually called toxic positivity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that is true. So, I mean, it took me some time. Uh, I experienced something similar too. And then, uh, you know, I think which is why it uh, became easier for me to eventually understand. But I mean, it's not like, you know, I was... I right away knew that, you know, this is how I should be. But it took me some time to get to uh, uh, that sort of uh, awareness and understanding about mental illness too. And I feel like a big part of um, helping others, especially if you know they're going through a hard time, is through Mm -hmm. active listening. So active Mm -hmm. listening is just not like you normally listen to what others are saying. Active listening Mm -hmm. means that you are actually paying attention to every single word that they are saying and the message they're trying to convey behind those words. Like mm. I heard a, a a podcast on a radio the other day. They were saying like a lot of us when we are having a conversation with others, when the other person is talking, immediately in our brain, whenever they start saying like the first few words in the brain, we are already processing our answer or our response to whatever they were saying. You know, we didn't even mm. wait. Until they finish whatever they're saying and then we take a few moments process it and then give the response we were already Mm -hmm. 
processing what we wanted to say when they are talking. So that that really kind of how how should I say that really make an impact on me. Because mm-hmm. I feel more about how how you're listening. Yeah, because I feel like I started notice you know whenever people like start talking, then I will mm-hmm. immediately. Try and find something that is relatable and that happened to me before, and I wanted to say something from my perspective, like what happened to me before mm-hmm. that's similar to what happened to you. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like then the focus of this conversation became I'm trying to compete with the other person in terms of mm-hmm. our experiences and what happened to us. You know, I'm not even listening to what he's saying anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and. Especially those with mental illnesses, or who, and especially those who are feeling depressed, a lot of times we need someone to actually listen to what we are feeling and going through, instead mm-hmm. of just, okay, I'll take it in, but just feel better. You, everything will mm-hmm. be fine. You will be mm-hmm. fine. Like we don't mm-hmm. want that. And then a lot of times, um, when those who are depressed. They feel isolated from the society is because they feel mm-hmm. like no one is understanding them, even mm-hmm. though they are trying to say what they are feeling, but mm-hmm. no one them. So yeah. I feel like that's why they feel that kind of disconnection between themselves and the society. Um, I think there's a fine line where mm-hmm. you know you listen to that person first and foremost, uh, right. really soak in what they are trying to say. And then you try to uh, let them know that you know you have experienced this before, or mm-hmm. you know I I have similar experience, just so that um, they feel that like they can trust you. So that sort of relatability is uh, different from the <laughs> narcissistic way where you're like, oh, I I'm have this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like you know that's something that we can learn. You know, uh, when mm. you are talking to someone like. Uh, knowing that this isn't about you, you yeah. want to really be there for them, and then you tell them that you know you can understand what they are going through because correct, of your correct. experience. But it's funny, you know, because uh, the counseling sessions I went to, I realized that she doesn't like the the psychologist. She doesn't mm. really talk about what happened to her. Mm. But she would just kept like asking questions and all that, you know, like fo- just focus on the story on my end, and mm. then she wouldn't say, "Oh yeah, I felt that before. I've been through that before," which is mm. so different from the normal conversations that we have with our friends, with our peers, mm. with our colleagues. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she goes to my counselor too. She was just like, mm. she's like, I'm like. It's just, just like really actively listening to mm. what what I was saying, and then mm. like she's just she's she's just I feel like she was just there to like to to comfort me instead of like telling me how I should like I know a lot of us like whenever we're feeling down we mm-hmm. we hate it the most when people give us solutions because yeah. like that's yeah. the last thing we want to hear we just want people <laughs> yes. to listen to our problems and <laughs> yeah. and counselors are yeah and and I feel like the really effective counselors are the ones that listen to you actively and just there to comfort mm. you instead of giving you solutions. Like, they will mm. give solutions after the whole session and tell you... But the counselor that, that talked to me, she didn't, like, mm. give me, like, direct solutions. She, she would ask me, like, um, so how do you think that um, you, you, sh- you can work on this? 
but I can give you a few suggestions. Uh, if you if you don't feel like doing it, you don't have to do it. We can think. We can we can look for new like new resources, new solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it was it was like eye opening. It was like damn. Right. <laughs> I know. But going back onto mental health, mm-hmm. or mental health in general, do you guys think that at least in our generation, we are viewing mental health differently? Or from like a new perspective, what do you guys think? Definitely, I feel like we we our generations understand like how important mental health is, like mm. like it's as important as our physical health as well. And mm. it's also like very nice to see like media portraying more of it, like right telling kids that like inside out like what Kali said just now it's like telling kids that it's okay if if you're feeling sad like sometimes you need sadness in your life. You don't have to be happy right. always. Plus like. I, I remember like when I was younger, I always find I always I always describe myself as the happy go lucky or like the cheerful mm. person. Like uh-huh. I never thought one day I'll feel I'll feel sad at all. Until like mm. after I graduated high school and when I first like like the first I'm like, obviously I felt sad when I was young, but like not like the overwhelming kind of sadness. Right, right, right. So when I was first feeling it, it was like it was so overwhelming for me. I like I didn't know what to do. I thought like the world was ending or like my world is mm. crashing, something like that. Yeah, oh, I think like media plays a big part of it because like back then media is just like portraying mental health as you're crazy. Like correct. no matter mm-hmm. what mental illness you have, is you're crazy. So like your family wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, uh. your family would be like hush hush about it and stuff like that. Uh, like uh, like how uh. how my family is towards my aunt. Mm. But yeah, it's it's nice to see some older generations like slowly understanding it. Like my yeah. my mom is also like slowly understanding it that my and it's, it's mentally ill and it's okay to tell people about that like mm. I remember back then she would be like Shh, like don't, don't don't tell people about it but now she's just like telling she's just like telling people that oh she's feeling it she's feeling this way because of the trauma she she experienced back then and and like mm. she's on medication she'll like like she doesn't understand it completely but she, mm-hmm. she's slowly trying to like understand it mm. and like but once in a while want, right? yeah. Mm. yeah and like I have a few friends who like went through like, psych- like they, they they had depression. They have to like go under medication as well. And I told yeah. my mom about the stories also, and she, she also like slowly understand that oh like such thing will happen. And once in a while right. she ask me like when when I'm not I'm when I'm not back home then she will call me and ask me like mm-hmm. are you okay like if uh-huh. if you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling like down, if if it's hard to study if it's hard to like continue mm-hmm. to study you can just stop. I was like okay she's. It's, it's very nice to see like our parents changing. Yeah, the small changes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, so for yeah. our generation, I agree with what Amanda said. I feel like right. we, we actually have been able to get exposure um, uh, and get more um, news and information, right? Mm, Basically, this mm. is the information age as how they tell it. Things that right. usually you won't get access to you right. you have access to now so i think because of that we have been able to educate ourselves and um see all this information about mental health and a lot mm-hmm. of other things too so i think that is uh, part of the reason why our generation is probably more aware about these issues right um and um which is also probably the reason why um our parents generation initially they you know they uh, they can only know this from personal experience. If someone they know 
uh, was going through that. But even then, they didn't have enough understanding. But now, uh, as we talk to them about it, and um, I feel like just uh, in general, uh, we might think that you know more people are getting depressed now. Like there is a rise uh, in depression and mental illness. But I mean, I'm not. I'm. I don't know for sure. But I feel like it's actually more. Uh, because of awareness, because we we understand that you know this is not normal, something is wrong, so we go right. to seek help and we get diagnosed. I'm pretty sure if our parents' generation they have, you know, they have went through the same thing, then I think it would be uh, about the there would be uh, there won't be such a spike in uh, mental illness, uh, but. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that you know our generation we are more aware and uh, about uh, mental health issue. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that even with our parents' generation, I think it's because they really they care a lot more about us than when their parents try to care for them. That's why they really want to try to mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. Um, what we are feeling, what we're going through, and all that. Um, that's why uh, with this generation that we're in right now I feel like it's very important for us to continue to use factual information and science to say that mental health is as important as physical health mm-hmm. and we really need to believe in that mm-hmm. so um, we are finishing up our cup of Milo now um, Thank you for tuning in into our first episode of this month on mental health. Um, We know that um, the topic that we're discussing might be heavy for some of us, but please stay strong and continue to listen to it. If you have any stories that you would like to share, please um, reach out to us on Instagram. You can comment on our post or private message us, whichever is easier for you, and then we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And stay tuned for our next episode to find out more about mental health and how um, their awareness is in Malaysia. Um, Please do follow us on our Instagram at milo.oclock and you'll find out more information then. See ya! Mm -hmm.